Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Hey everyone, I'm hosting one of my favorite segments of all time on this podcast. Can y'all believe this February will make 10 whole years since I've been hosting this podcast? Isn't that something? February of 2009 when it all began. <laughs> but uh, enough about the past decade. Let's talk about the past year. That's right. My favorite segment. We're going to do a whole 2018 year in review. We have tons to cover in the next couple hours. I'm going to intertwine it with a couple of ways here. So one, we'll do um, news stories and such, you know, throughout the year, this past year, looking back, but I also like to look forward. So I'm going to intertwine it and ask you if you want to call in or tweet me live during the show at Coffee Talk WC or call into the switchboard 323-642-1556. And let me know a couple of things, maybe three things. What was like your favorite news story of the year? I'm going to tell you off the bat, mine without a doubt was the Thailand cave rescue story. Remember the wild boar soccer team? The group of boys and their coach stuck in the cave eventually rescued that to me, and they all survived, all made it out alive. That, to me, is one of the most inspiring stories. Totally talk about that later. Uh, but, yeah, that, that, to me, was the highlight story of the year uh, in news. Just very uplifting. And, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about news stories. So I want to know, what, what was your favorite news story of the year? You know, what? What was your most memorable news story of the year? And also, I always like to ask, you know, we talk about New Year's resolutions, but I kind of change it up a little bit. And, well, I do ask what are your New Year's resolutions, but I also ask, what are you saying goodbye to in 2018? And what will you be saying hello to in 2019? So a little twist on that. I love to hear y'all's answers. So, again, if you want to call in, 323-642-56 or tweet me live at Coffee Talk WC during the show, and I'll read your tweets live on air. All right. In the meantime, let me play this song, Wake Us All Up Tonight. I know this cold weather is making me a little sleepy here. Oh my goodness me. Here is Let's Go by Bean. Enjoy. Are you ready?
Once again, that was Let's Go by Bean. You can check out her music, find Noelle Bean or her artist name Bean on YouTube and find her on Facebook. Love her music videos and her personality. So bubbly, so sweet. Speaking of New Year's and goals, she definitely is inspiring, inspiring inspiration at the same time. She is definitely an inspiration to me in so many. She is a great example, a great example of following dreams. I know when I first met her, she had just completed her album. Uh, she had done kind of like a development type deal, and I, it was just really cool. And she talks about, like, if you go back to the archives, you can listen to the past interview I did with her after I met her one night. She performed at a club, and I was like, who is this girl? She's amazing. I was like, I got to interview her. And so I lined it up, and I loved learning her backstory about the development deal. And I remember her talking about how she just could not wait until she could release her music to the public. Could you imagine? Like, I feel like that stand-up comedy sometimes, like, it's actually one of my most favorite sacred moments is just writing the material. Of course, for me, too much, so since I have this stage fright issue that I'm trying to conquer, which, by the way, hopefully I will finally say goodbye to stage fright 2018 and hello stage and my dreams of stand-up comedy 2019. And I really hope I'm good at it and I hope I succeed. I've I've got a background. I've done a class. I've um, you know, a stand-up comedy class in person in Dallas, online as well. Thank you, Dean Lewis in Dallas. Thank you, Rick Roberts, online class in Tennessee. And um, and I've done open mic nights a few times here and there, but it's been way too long since I went to a last open mic night. Well, last, I'll admit, last time I went to open mic night was a year ago, holiday break a year ago in my old college town. And I should have. That would have been the best time to have gotten up and performed because there weren't that many people. But I didn't sign up because I thought if I just go and watch, it'll get me, you know, at ease, a little more comfortable. But I, unfortunately, I I hadn't done it yet. But it's it's just getting to that point now where I'm like, I have got to conquer this stage fright. You know, I've, life's too short. I've got to pursue my dream and and just go for it. You know, of course, I'm going to keep working full time and all that. You know, don't don't lose your day job. They say. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, hopefully everything will go well. Oh, my goodness. So, all right. We got lots to talk about. I don't even know where to start. 2018 year in review. Oh, first, Lieutenant Emmy just joined me in the chat room. Hi, who asked this? She wrote me, who asked this? Hi, sis. All right. Hope the soldiers are doing well. So, again, if you want to share your most memorable news stories of 2018 and or your New Year's resolutions for 2019, again, you can call in at 323-642-1556 and or uh, tweet me live during the show at Coffee Talk WC. Oh, thank you. Well, technically, my 10 years isn't until February. I can't remember the exact date. I have to look it up. But uh, First Lieutenant Emmy in the chat room just said happy 10-year anniversary to me, you know, with Blog Talk Radio. That's so sweet. Yeah, it is kind of amazing. And Ross Matthews is who I have to thank for that. I just tweeted him. I really hope I can get him uh, to call in when I do the 10-year anniversary special because um, – excuse me – because um, he is the reason why I started the show. He is a true inspiration to me as well. I know I mentioned being earlier inspiring people to follow Drews, but, yeah, he taught me – he really, really taught me a lot. He taught me how to stay positive and strong and keep on keeping on, even when it's like seems 
desolate, you know. And so when my parents died 2008 and I uh, went through grief recovery class and then I began teaching grief recovery classes, I turned around and, you know, gave back and it helped me so much. And ironically, only my father had died, y'all, when I went through the class. And my mom died two weeks after my class ended. And I'd already signed up to volunteer teach and I'll never forget the chaplain at the hospital came to, came to pray I requested him and he came and he came to pray pray you know over my mom and me as she was dying at the hospital and uh in her last moments and we talked about the situation I was like I don't know if I'm strong enough to teach, volunteer teach grief recovery now you know I I didn't expect to lose both my parents and six months apart like I just finished grief recovery class just to deal with the death of my dad from six months ago, you know, and I just took this class and two weeks later, here I am, my mom's done. Like, this is crazy. It was just, it was just too much. And I was like, how can I, how can I teach the classes now? I don't know. I'm really, I'm really torn because I really want to give back and help, but I don't know if I can, I don't think I'm strong enough now. I think, I don't think I can handle it. And I'll never forget. He was like, you know, it doesn't mean you have to be strong or, you know, sometimes just being there and just sharing your story and just being there that, that, you know, your story itself and, and knowing that you're there for them, that will help them right there enough. You know, you don't, you know, have to do everything, you know, because I had a couple other teachers with me, luckily. And anyway, long story long. <laughs> uh, yeah, I learned so much. And Ross Matthews, uh, what happened was uh, in the classes, you know, we kind of encourage you, like, do something good for yourself and, you know, something positive. And, and then, of course, Ross, um, like we give them like a free coffee coupons and some of them go get massages and just different things, you know, whatever the, the, they love, you know, something to just, just make them feel better, you know, as they're grieving and stuff. And I just, I don't know about y'all, but I feel like when grief happens, everything's beyond my control. I have nothing. I'm not in control of anything. I'm, it, it just, it's just very frustrating. And it was like, I felt so helpless y'all. And I realized, wait a minute, there is something I can do, something I'm, I could be in control of, something I can look forward to every week. And it just took me on such an amazing journey. And I would always adored Ross Matthews, always wanted to meet him. And he had a podcast going on around that time. And I'd listen to it all the time. And he's so happy and bubbly. And, and I was like, I wish I could be like that. I want to be positive, even if I talk about celebrity stories, whatever. I don't want to be negative. And um, by the way, I've been on TMZ Live like over ten times, and I'm proud to say every single time I was extremely positive, and I call it celebrity positivity. <laughs> and um, then I know Ross would be really proud of me for that. And uh, and so that's how I came up with the idea to do this podcast. So that's how it started, February 2009. And if you go back in the archives, you will see. The very first few episodes, I didn't know how to start, what to do, and that's my scenario at the time, my situation, as y'all understand now, with grief recovery classes. So I just took what I taught and learned, and I just turned around, and I just did like the first six, I think five or six segments. I literally just took like week one grief recovery class, and I just summed it up, and I just hosted these grief recovery <laughs> episodes. So it's kind of sad looking back now, but that's, you know, hey, that's how I started. And then I turned into, I don't remember I don't remember how or what I did the next episode. It's been so long ago. I know I started meeting other blog talk radio hosts. And next thing I knew, I think within a week or two, I was being interviewed on another show about my losses. I was like, this is crazy. It was some lady in England. I don't think she hosts the show here anymore. It's been so long. Forgive me if if you do, and I can't remember your name. But she was so kind, so nice. And I I ended up calling late into her show because I forgot about the time difference. Like, I thought I knew the time difference, but I was a little off. I thought 30 minutes. I was so embarrassed. I felt so bad. 
And uh, yeah. And so and that's how um oh wow. And that's how um so that's how I started my podcast. Oh nice. So uh first Lieutenant Emmy there in case y'all want to check it out, blogtalkradio.com forward slash bottom line fighter. That's the soldiers overseas from Fort Campbell, Screaming Eagles and and first lieutenant Emmy is an Air Force, but she you know is very close to the Screaming Eagles in the Army unit. And uh and she's talking about her great uncle Kevin who started their blog talk radio channel. And and she says their anniversary is January of two uh January nineteenth that same year. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. Aw. And so very cool. And um yeah, I knew her uncle Kevin. He was so nice. All right, so let me remind you once again, uh, switchboard phone number, 323-642-1556. Or if you want to tweet me live during the show, Coffee Talk WC. And I really haven't talked a whole lot. I've mentioned the Thailand Cave Rescue, but I haven't really mentioned much more about, you know, other news stories of the years. And gosh, even now, I mean, even right now, like we have two days left of this year. We've got lots going on in the world. I mean, we've got this government freeze shut down right now. Uh, you know, Trump trying to get the, the, the wall paid for, the border control. There's just always lots going on, it seems like. <laughs> so always plenty to talk about. That's for sure when it comes to news stories and all. Oh, and the Cowboys won, going to news stories slash sports, um, talking about uh, Dallas Cowboys won and Texans, Houston Texans won. All right, I'll be right back. Let me play another song for y'all. Let me see here. Let me find a a song. Oh, I had one in mind real quick here. Give me a second. Ah, one of my favorites called Seam by Brandon Flippin. I interviewed him not long ago. Enjoy. Try 
I just love that song so much. I know I played it last time, but it was Oh, sorry. Um I got quiet for a moment. That song is just so beautiful. I love his entire album. I love Brandon Flippin. I've interviewed him a couple times on the show before he released his album and after. And uh, some of my favorite interviews when you get to interview artists and hear the the stories behind the music, the songs. But that particular uh, song is just, it just renews my faith. I don't know if y'all you know, have that go-to song, but that's now one of my go-to songs. You know, it it represents like to me faith and renewal and hope and uh, the new year and resolutions. And I just, I just love that song. But anyway, it's called Seam again by Brandon Flippin. His last name is F-L-I-P-P-E-N. I hope you'll check it out. Uh, The Flippin Music uh, on, uh, yeah, Twitter, Instagram. If you can't remember, can't find them, just, just, Message me anytime, Coffee Talk WC on Twitter, and I'll I'll link you over to to his music and all. So good. Let me play a couple other songs by him or so later in the show. But let's get back to the topic of 2018 year in review plus New Year's resolutions. So I mentioned mine, of course, my my main one. Well, I have a few. Well, okay, I'll be honest. I think I mentioned this last episode, but I I have this habit. And I don't know if it's really a bad thing, but this is just something that I do. I, I um, so I make up like I literally write out, write out like twenty year, uh, twenty of New Year's resolutions. Okay, 
So I just like number one through 20, and that is right away. Because I figured, and, and so far so good, at least two or three of those 20 that I write come true. And eventually the others come true maybe a year or two later or 10 years later. But for the most part, I've done pretty good. Um, yeah, so I haven't written it out yet. I usually do it on New Year's Eve, sometimes New Year's Day, but usually New Year's Eve is when I get inspired to sit down and write all my New Year's resolutions, the 20 list. <laughs> and um, But y'all y'all know I've mentioned the one. So I'm going to uh, – another one, of course, is health. I've been working on my health. I did already start working out and, and trying to eat better overall, but I know I need to do even more. So for January, I'm going to try to double time it. I don't know if y'all remember the story about back in June over the summer. I tried, um, you know, I got this free code for a four-week camp for Camp Gladiator, which is, uh, if you hadn't heard, most people know what it is by now. But if you hadn't heard, it's basically you meet a group of people and a coach and you work outdoors. You work out exercise outdoors and they have all kinds of times and locations usually it's a park or a church you know or parking lot something like that and unfortunately I guess because I, I mean it was June it was summer it's Texas heat I sweat really bad and my body wasn't used to it I ended up with cellulitis y'all it was so bad I got really sick and it took forever for it to go away and uh, and even now, I'll be honest with y'all, even now I'm struggling not with cellulitis as much, knock on wood. Um, so I switched. So then I joined um, July for my birthday gift and, and going forward. Since then, I've been going, well, it's in, end of July. So um, so I couldn't keep going to Camp Clayator. I couldn't even work out for almost two months, June, July after that happened. So pretty much the end of July, early August, I joined like day after my birthday. Um a, a local gym, a rec center, and I go to mostly to the group exercise classes. Mostly I've done Zumba, yoga, and pound class. If you don't know what pound is, it's like a full workout with drumsticks. I love it. It's so good. But I like yoga and Zumba a lot too. So for the most part, I've done well. Now there were a few weeks here and there I hit or miss, you know, like when I was doing the second job, you know, the Santa photo job and they had criminal case jury duty and I was just going nonstop. I had no time in between to even go to the gym. I was just trying to catch sleep somehow in between because I hardly got any sleep then. But for the most part, I did pretty good. I would try to go I try to go at least three times, sometimes even four times a week. But in the beginning I was only going like one or two times. I kinda of gradually that's what my doctor said, just gradually, you know, ease your way into to it, you know. So I finally feel ready and the doctor said it's a good time for me to try it since the weather's cold outside, so it's not like summer heat. So uh, I got a free code, and so starting this Wednesday, January 2nd, which, by the way, is the first day I go back to work. I'm on work break right now, which is amazing. I can't thank my my company, my bosses enough for this holiday break I've had. It's been extremely nice. I've basically been off, I think, seven work days altogether is what I've been given, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Five days and two days is seven days. Yeah, so I return <laughs> Wednesday. And um, that same day is January 2nd is the same day that the four-week camp for Camp Gladiator starts. So I want to try to double time it because I still want to keep going to the rec center, you know, the ex- group exercise classes. They have a gym, too, there. I'm just not comfortable using the exercise machines as much. I'm trying. I'm really trying, but they intimidate me really bad. And I feel more confident and more comfortable when I know I have, like, group exercise class with a teacher they're watching me and correcting me if I'm wrong, you know, because I don't want to hurt my body. <laughs> and, oh, now I did 
I did also a couple of things. Uh, so I start Camp Gladiator. So I'm going to double time it, try to do it in the mornings. And then the rec center exercise classes at night. And, you know, and then I work all day from home in between. Um, I did already challenge myself. I already made one New Year's resolutions come true a little early. I was so proud of myself, y'all. On Friday, I went, um, I did, um, what was the first class? Oh, I did pound class. I mentioned that one. And then the second class, I did two classes back-to-back on Friday. And the second one I did is uh, called BAR. Do y'all, have y'all heard of that class? It was kind of new to me. It's been around a little while. B-A-R-R-E. It's basically kind of like ballet exercise. Like the first half of the class, we're at the ballet bar, you know, like with the mirror and everything, doing these different like kind of ballet movement slash exercises. And then the other half of the class, you go down to the floor, some parts of your standing parts of your on the mat doing more um, stuff. It was just amazing. It was like one of the toughest workouts I'd done and I loved it. <laughs> like all of us, like these ladies that were in the class with me been doing it for weeks or even months or years. And they, they were in shape and um, they were Oh my gosh, all of us, even though their faces were sweating, they were like, oh my gosh, I'm sweating already. And they're like, oh, we are too. It's like, wow. <laughs> but yeah, it was so cool. So I was really proud of myself because I wanted to double, I want to double time it, you know, Camp Gladiator. Um, I also want to eat better. I have tried, I'm going to be honest with you, I have tried off and on the keto diet. And I've also done off and on um, <laughs> more of the, um, more specifically the slim fast keto diet because that just is convenient and works for me a little better and it seems to be working for me I mean I've lost a little weight not much but a little bit you know gradually but I think it's because you know with holidays and then you start eating all the pies and turkey so yeah so I'm like you know what I just got to be realistic so January 2nd reset I call it like reset you know and so it's like okay it's kind of like a Monday to me you know going back to work and then camp gladiator starts that day so I'm like I'm just gonna go full full swing you know with diet and exercise and double workouts and all that so that's a huge goal of mine I um I grew up then and uh when I was in my 20s starting well 24 I got really sick when my birth mom family was in college you know kind of know the story but long story long um (laughs) I I was becoming extremely anemic I was extremely thin I was always thin growing up but not like seriously thin and I started becoming seriously thin and seriously anemic and at like 30 day cycles, two days off. I don't want to get too graphic, but it was, it was so bad. My college friends were like literally like carrying me sometimes. It was so bad. I was so weak. And they would uh, take me, they would drive me. They would have to carry me to my dorm room when I would get too weak. It was so bad. It was so bad. I had the most amazing friends and they're my friends for life, by the way. So thankful to still know them and be friends with them. Amazing friendships have last, last a lifetime, I hope. Um, and so they would take me like to IHOP and make me drink orange juice and eat steak. And then I would feel better. So none of the doctors could figure out what's wrong with me. And sadly now I'm adopted and it's frustrating when you don't know your birth family's medical history. And that's like one of the first things, you know, when you see a doctor, they ask, what's your family medical history? I don't know. I'm adopted. And, um, but for what I had endometriosis, a lot of women, even if they're not adopted, the doctors just don't diagnose it. And sadly, a lot of them like me, or in my case, they're just like, oh, you just have it worse than other women. It's nothing. And it turned out it was 
it was something, sadly. So by the time my birth mother found me and told me she had a hysterectomy and she had endometriosis, I didn't even know what endometriosis was. I'd never even heard the word before when I found out she had it. So I go to another, you know, GON, like, hey, I got my family medical history, blah, blah, blah. And what do you know? They specifically look for it. They find it, but they initially find it like on a, what do you call it, like a sonogram, you know, where they initially see it, cis, uh, first lieutenant, uh, Emmy's with me in the chat room. What's that called, cis? A uh, sonogram, right? And they initially found it in the left ovary, which ironically is where they initially found my birth moms. We're so similar. It's scary sometimes. <laughs> so crazy. And, but they're like, well, there may be more. We have to go in and do like a endoscopy, you know, with a microscope, go inside, look at the body. And unfortunately, it has spread everywhere. I was the doctor's second worst case, y'all. It had spread all over my intestines, even my sinuses. To this day, I still have trouble. I have a weakened immune system. I'm not like, I mean, I can, you know, function fine, but I'm just saying like, I have to be, I get sick very easily. Let's put it that way. So like someone's told me they had a flu or whatever, even if it was a week ago, I, can't, I don't want to be around you <laughs> for a while because I know my immune system's too weak. I, I, I get sick way too easily. So uh, I take vitamins and stuff and I've been working out and I've been monogram. I kept saying sonogram. Oh, no, no, sonogram, not mon- monogram, breast. Sonogram, you know, endometriosis, like your ovaries and stuff, sis. Sorry, I'm talking first Lieutenant Emmy in the chat room again. <laughs> thank you, sis. Um, I, here's an interesting ultrasound. Yes, thank you, ultrasound. Here's an interesting story. I, you know what, sis and everybody? The most interesting twist, uh, a couple of things. So I mentioned I was doctor's second worst case. His first worst case was a, a woman 30 years older than me in her 50s. And at that time, I was in my 20s. And so I went through five years of treatments, surgeries, treatments, hormone shots, everything. And uh, But unfortunately, I mean, they caught it too. They caught it initially too late, and it was just spread everywhere. I had to have sinus surgeries, everything. So eventually, I was told basically that I had like six months left, like it was turning into cancer. And so, um, yeah, so at the same time that I was told about the six-month warning, ironically, that I would need a hysterectomy, ironically, I had just gotten engaged. So literally six months after – no, I mean, well, I was engaged, but during our engagement. So – not right before we got married, actually. We literally, the next day after my doctor tells me this bad news, I ha- we have our engagement photo session, and, like, it was so hard not to cry. <laughs> but anyway, but, it, you know, everything happens for a reason. I love my dog, and I'm, you know, we're happy. We have 20 nieces and nephews, so God is good. God is great, you know, plentiful, for sure, abundant in our lives, you know, children that way. Um, so lots of love, lots of love. <laughs> and all our friends, kids, too, you know, love them, too. So anyway, uh, yeah, and so what happened was um, a couple things on that, that note. So, uh, so yeah, I was 29 years old, and it was six months after we got married. I had to have a hysterectomy to, you know, because the, it was so severe, it was turning into cancer. So I always say my birth mom saved my life. To this day, I feel that. Because, you know, because she, she hadn't found me, and they didn't die, they couldn't diagnose, couldn't figure out what was wrong with me, and I was extremely sick. Uh, so, okay, yeah, oh, I got off track so bad. So all that happened, I was thin, and then what happened was when they started me on those hormones and treatments and everything, I started gaining weight. And then the hysterectomy, I started gaining more weight. And I've never lost the weight since. So I was always thin until then, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, and so it's just, and I, and then I started getting other issues that I didn't have before. It's just a cause effect, you know, from hysterectomy, like hypothyroid, blah, blah, blah. And so I still think I need to get my thyroid checked out again. Cause I'm not sure. Um, 
I'm not sure about, you know, like the dosage I'm on for the thyroid pills and all that. But anyway, um, so I had a point. Let me think where I was. Oh, yeah. So that goes back to my New Year's resolutions with, you know, really, really, really want to lose the weight. Like I want to be thin like I was before and be happy again and healthy. I mean, I'm happy, but you know what I'm saying? I'll be even happier if I'm healthier. <laughs> I want to be able to like wear skinny jeans so bad. I'm going to like, so, um, yeah. Uh, there was some other part of the story I was going to tell you that I forgot that was interesting about the, oh, I forgot. Oh, the monogram. Oh, yeah. Okay. Get this. Okay. So, when this whole thing went down, my birth mom found me. I was 24 in college, right? And so when I got diagnosed, this is like it happened so fast. These surgeries just start back to back. Keep in mind, I'd only had one surgery when I was 19 for a deviated septum, okay? That was it. I'm 24. I, my birth mom finds me. I get diagnosed with endometriosis. They have to do the monogram, everything, the full, you know, before they'll start the hormone treatment for the endometriosis, right? So the year before, I had one lump in my left breast. So this, so technically, it's the second year, you know, you know, going into the next year after that whole first lump was found on my left breast. So here, here I am getting a monogram, thinking nothing of it, like I was just standard. Oh, it's fine. And then next day, I get a call, and it's Gwen. You know, I'm just like, oh my gosh. And he's like, um, I got bad news. He's like. You have two lumps. I'm like, what? He's like, you know, the first lump we found last year, it's grown four times larger, and you have a second lump, and we're afraid, you know, it's serious, and you, we have to do a um, lumpectomy. we got to remove them and do the biopsy. So what happened was I ended up having three surgeries that one semester alone. I've had over 20 surgeries. Knock on wood, I haven't, haven't had to have surgery for the longest Oh, oh, sorry. I was knocking on wood, and my dog thinks somebody's knocking on the door. Oh no, Prescott. He says hi to the soldiers. You know, say, say hi, hi to the soldiers. Say happy New Year. Do y'all, do y'all hear him? Do y'all hear my dog? Oh my goodness, that was me, puppy. That Pres Prescott. I call him puppy. He'll be 11 on New Year's Day, y'all. Happy birthday to Prescott on New Year's Day. That was that was that was mommy. Mommy was knocking on the on the wood on the desk. That was he thinks someone's at the door, y'all. Oh my gosh, I can't calm him down. Oh dear, I can't I can't calm him down. Oh dear. Oh Prescott, you're so silly. But anyway, so that's what happened there. I forgot where I was, but oh yeah, about the surgeries. But anyway, <laughs> so that's what happened. But uh, but all's better now, thankfully. Back to topic: <laughs> 2018 year review. Prescott, calm down, buddy. Sorry, y'all. All right, let's see. Now where were we? <laughs> oh my dog, he's so silly, y'all. All right, um. I've watched the show the other day and everything just to kind of think it through. And now I'm all blanking out trying to think of the top news stories from this year and everything, y'all. Uh, let's see here. Give me just a minute. Oh, uh, yeah. I know I mentioned the Thailand cave rescue, Trump and the wall and the border con control. Let's think. What else? 
All right, give me just a second here. All right, hold on. <laughs> uh, 2018 year in review. So, yeah, okay, so here we go. Uh, Let me remind you all again, if you want to call in and share your most memorable news stories of 2018 and also your New Year's resolutions for 2019, like what are you saying goodbye to you in 2018 and hello to you in 2019, uh, again, you can call into the switchboard at 323-642-1556 and and or tweet me live at CoffeeTalkWC. Give me just a second here. All right. Here we go. All right. This is on uh, CNN.com. I think it looks like we have a great overview here. I think. I hope. Okay. I'm trying to get it to. If I can get the link to work, that would be great. Actually, I think we're going to have to find another link because that one's not working so good, y'all. Sorry about that. All right, here we go. Here's some of the top stories. This is on APnews.com. I like Associated Press AP News. I listen to that one a lot. All right, um, yeah, some of these are really, really awful and sad stories, unfortunately, Cubs News. Um, some are a little sad, but also inspiring, like the Thailand Cave Rescue story. Uh, how could we forget the mass shooting at Parkland, Florida High School? Oh, Horrible. Um, and also the, the shooting at the club in California. Just awful. Um, what else, y'all? Mm, President Bush died. That was extremely sad. The flags are still at half mast here, by the way, where I live in Dallas, Florida, Texas. Everywhere you go, the flags are still at half mast in honor and respect of him. I think it's pretty cool. It's very nice. Uh, the Me Too movement, huge story of the year. Huge. Well, this is interesting because I love stand-up comedy. It says, stand-up world was shaken up in 2018 by a pair of comedians. It says that two comedians caused a stir this year, took two different approaches. One stood in a sold-out Australian opera house speaking into a traditional microphone on a stand. The other paced a darkened American studio without an audience or mic drifting in and out of the shadows. Oh, weird. Oh, wow, that is weird. Uh, I want to see who they're talking about now. Hold on. (laughs) It says, while stylistically very different, Hannah Gatsby's first dance special for Netflix and Drew Michaels' debut one for HBO both managed to shake up the stand-up comedy world by the time they finished their hour-long sets. You know, I was intrigued. I saw a trailer for Hannah Gatsby's uh, stand-up, and I was going to watch it. I have not watched it yet. First time I even heard of her, to be honest with you. It was recently. But she said something in the trailer that I thought was interesting. She said that this would be like she's saying goodbye stand-up comedy or the style of comedy that she won't do the self-deprecating jokes anymore. And I thought that was really interesting because when I took stand-up comedy classes and stuff, they they encourage it. They're like, you know, when you first get on stage, 
you know, make one or two jokes, self-deprecating jokes about yourself, you know, like something that stands out about you that's unique that might, you know, be like the elephant in the room or awkward or unique about you. Use it to your advantage and make the audience more comfortable. Address it. Make a joke about it. Use self-deprecation type humor. Move on. And so I thought that was really interesting that, yeah, it's really intrigued. So I definitely want to check out her stand-up comedy special, y'all. Oh, uh, all right. Give me just a moment here. So again, if you want to call in three two three six four two one five five six, or uh, message me on Twitter Live at Coffee Talk WC, and we'll talk lots more. There's tons more stories we'll cover 2018 year in review. But again, if you want to call and share your most memorable news stories of the year, and or your New Year's uh, resolutions, excuse me, call in and let me know. I think I think we'll do a Super Bowl predictions show after like these playoff games starts and stuff. That'll be fun. Oh, you know what? Let me play a song and afterwards we'll try to call Jabari. See if we can get him on air. I know I'll probably catch him a little off guard, but see if he's got any resolutions and such. We may just talk about football because you know he like always knows what's going on with football. <laughs> oh, by the way, I missed the game today. Yeah, my husband. Uh, he wasn't too happy with me, but he got over it. <laughs> so he always watched the Cowboys games, and silly me did not realize when I booked these tickets to go to the ice sculpture show, the ice show at the Gaylord Texan today, I did not realize that it was at the same time that the Cowboys game was on. And normally I would not, you know, overlap because I watch the Cowboys game too when I can, and I was all happy that it was going to be an early game today. It wasn't going to be on when my podcast was on tonight, and I was like, oh, that's perfect. I can watch it with you. And then I totally forgot. He told me like a day or two before, and I totally forgot. I got sidetracked because when I was booking the um, the ice show tickets, they're kind of expensive, so I got a coupon for like a half off, and then I went, and they have, I don't know why, but they have value days and peak days and different times and different dates are different prices, y'all. It's all the same show. It's just I guess, you know, depending on their busy or slower times. So the cheapest time possible and that wasn't sold out already because most of it sold out happened to be one thirty today. And the game started at noon. But luckily there were nice people, you know, around us. And because I forgot my cell phone, which didn't help matters. <laughs> and so they, they switched purses and just packed like all our scarves and hats together in one little purse. Because, you know, it's really cold and you have to wear parkas. And they give you, but you need like hats and gloves and scarves because it's so nine degrees. That's how cold it was. But it was amazing and beautiful. And it was a Rudolph theme, by the way. It was awesome. It was beautiful, but my favorite part, even though they have a different theme every year at the Gaylord Texan Ice Show, these gorgeous ice sculptures, is the nativity scene at the very end. That, that's always consistent and my favorite, the very last scene you see when you walk through. But anyway, Rudolph was the uh, theme for the year, and it was adorable. Anyway, so, uh, but we were able to see the score and stuff during the day. Well, we waited in line. Like, we were there three hours, y'all, from one thirty to four thirty. <laughs> So we, we were in lots of lines. You go through one line, then you go through another line, you go through the line to pick up your tickets, so you go through, even though you paid online already, then you go through another another line, just waiting to get in, and then you go through another line, you watch video, then you go through another line, I think after that, to get your parka, and then you fight, and then the, even after you get your parka, you go through another line for the actual interest. So yeah, we were literally in like four different lines. It was crazy, and it was it was just crazy. But anyway, but it was really fun and beautiful once the lines were done. But yeah, it was like a three hour wait in line today or four lines. But anyway, yeah, so sadly I missed the Cowboys game. But but you know, 
Cowboys are let play like every week, and it, you know it'll, we hadn't been to that ice show in years, a few years at least. So it was nice to go again. Okay, so yeah, so I'm gonna play a song. When I come back, we'll call Jabari, and we'll also talk lots more about more stories. Oh yeah, the Con- the Connors, Roseanne Barr is not uh, Roseanne anymore. The TV show, the spinoff, the Connors. What do y'all think? I actually like the Connors. Do y'all like it? Let me know. Oh, you know what? And the top movies I have not seen was Aquaman. It was so good. I seen Mary Poppins uh, Returns, which it was just okay. And then I saw Aquaman yesterday, and it was amazing. I loved it. It was the most beautiful movie. But I have not seen, um, what's it called? A Star is Born with Lady Gaga. That one and the other one. Um, what's the other one? Um, the other musician guy movie that did really well. I hadn't seen yet. And I want to see both because I love music bio-type movies and stuff. I'll have to look up the name of it. I forgot it. Do you all remember what I'm talking about? Oh, First Lieutenant Emmy says Super Bowl will be Patriots versus Pittsburgh Steelers. So she's rooting for – or not – well, she's rooting for Patriots, I'm sure. But she – oh, Happy New Year, sis. I love you. Thank you for stopping by. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you next year, sis, next week. <laughs> uh, she, she only has limited internet time, so she has to go soon. But she predicts, she wrote in the chat room, she predicts Super Bowl will be Patriots versus Steelers. And I know she's a Patriots fan, like her mom was. <laughs> All right. Yeah, one of my favorite memories was getting to tell the soldiers, including her, that um, that the Patriots made Super Bowl because they didn't even know yet. I got to announce it not thought when I was talking about that they already do and they're like all cheering in the mess hall and everything I thought that was really cool one of my favorite moments ever hosting this podcast so cool got your six too sis this means uh, I've learned a lot of military lingo <laughs> means got your back thank you sis love you happy new year alright let me play a song and then we'll call Jabari alright give me just a moment here let me find a song for y'all And I can't find the song. I always do that when I have one in mind. All right, here's Time to Go Home by Michael Frontier Spearhead. It's a song I always play every week that I dedicate to our military veterans and their loved ones, and I can never say thank you enough to, for all you all do. And this song is for you. Here's Time to Go Home. Oh, and Mr. Fronty and his wife, Sarah, had a baby this year. How could I forget? That was, that was pretty cool. That was a big highlight of this year to me. <laughs> I'm so happy for them. Really cool. All right. Give me just a second here and let me play this song for y'all. Enjoy.
of that song. So good. So again, that was Time to Go Home by my favorite band, Michael Franti and Spearhead. You can check out their music and tour dates at michaelfranti.com. And again, I was talking about Mr. Franti and his wife, Sara, had a baby boy this year. I'm trying to think how old he would be now. Goodness, how old is he? A few months old, at least. Not been that long ago, has it? Um, I don't, you know, a few months. I don't think he's that close to turning a year old yet. <laughs> Gosh, time does fly, though. I'm just trying to think. I can't remember. Gosh, let's see. I'm trying to look back and see if I can find the birth date. He is just so cute. Oh my gosh, he's so cute. Oh yeah, Mr. Franti. Uh, he has a documentary called Stay Human. I really want to see it. I haven't seen it yet. I think that's what he titled it, Stay Human. And it's about people that inspired him and make a difference in the world. And it, the trailer looks amazing, by the way. But yeah, follow Stay Human Film on Twitter to learn more about it. And I keep hoping they'll come to the theater here in the Dallas area so I can check it out. Or you know, put it on demand or some or Netflix or something eventually, hopefully. But, um, but yeah, it's got great reviews. I know a lot of people that saw it and just loved it. Um, uh, but anyway, and so behind the scenes, he kind of like sometimes posts behind the scenes. You know, sometimes he has like video. How do you say that word? V- videographer with him and stuff. And there was this one. Um, time like he gets inspired you know different times to write music and there's this one time from a while back uh, it looks like hopefully they're doing better now his son Ade has uh i forget the term i want to say it's something like fsg it's it's like a, a kidney issue and um at the same time he was diagnosed with a few years or so ago now uh, my husband and I actually did a whole walk for nef cure which is like an organization that helps people with like what his son Ade has with kidney issues and that particular issue that I'm forgetting the name of and then um, or how to say it and then uh, so for the most part it seemed like Ade had been doing you know all right stable healthy had lost weight feeling better and then um, and so he posts this behind the scenes it was very moving where he was inspired to write a song and it's called uh, Nobody Cries Alone because he says it's like the rule in their home where, you know, nobody cries alone. If you're crying, you reach out, you know, hug someone. You don't cry alone. You cry together. And, um, yeah, it's kind of like that thing about, you know, grieving is, sh- is halved when it's shared and then, you know, joy is multiplied when it's shared. And so um, and so this behind-the-scenes video he posted too long ago on his Facebook, but, you know, from further back, um, said that, like he got the news that uh, his mom, his mom that you know his mom, you know, doctor raised him. His mom, Mrs. Franti, had a stroke, and then like I can't remember which happened first. I think that it was like one night and one morning, like just back to back. And then he got more bad news that Aday wasn't doing as well. You know, he was having more trouble like with the kidney disease. I was just like, oh my gosh! And I've never in my life seen Mr. Franti cry. I've seen him many times, and. uh yeah, and so in the video, it shows him crying and then, you know, writing music, and oh, my gosh, it broke my heart. I, like, cried with him, you know what I mean? That's what I wrote in a, a comment saying, you know, um, now I'm crying with you, too, you know? It says, I'm crying with you right now, Mr. Franti. Love and hugs to you and your family. Prayers up for all. Love and peace, shell. And then I put, no, hashtag nobody cries alone. And then I put a little prayer and a heart 
emojis. Anyway, it's a really good song. Check it out. Nobody Cries Alone. It's beautiful. I can't believe I can't remember when his son was born. I'm still trying to find it. I'm on his Facebook. I probably should go to his Instagram. That's where I remember seeing it. I remember how we were all in pins and needles just waiting and wondering what was going on, you know, because he made a post like showing like they were on their way to the hospital. And then, you know, you're waiting and waiting. And then we were all getting worried because, you know, and then we thought, oh, they probably just want to surprise you. It was scary, you know, just waiting and waiting and not knowing what's going on. A prank star and the baby were all right, but luckily everything turned out great. They just, you know, needed some privacy, which understandable. It's a pretty private moment, you know, having a baby and all. Even if you are, a, you know, a public figure still, I totally respect that. They've been amazing to even share what they have. They've shared a lot. They've shared pictures and videos of the baby. It's so cute. Their baby boy, Taj, is just adorable. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, I need to go to Instagram. I just can't find it. Oh, yeah, I was going to call Jabari, too. Okay. I just can't find the birth date for some reason. I thought I would be able to skim it and find it faster. <laughs> uh, but while I'm looking for that, let me remind you again, the phone number is 323-642-1556 or tweet me live during the show at Coffee Talk WC. And I just, forgive me, I can't find it off the bat. Um, I think we'll try College of Bar here in just a second. I was just trying one more search. His baby has a lot of hair. That's unusual. Well, not unusual. I just don't feel like he has a lot of hair. It's beautiful hair. Yeah, I have to find his Instagram. I just can't find it. I wonder if they added info about his baby being born, like, on his Wikipedia. <laughs> just thought of that. Oh, here we go. He was born... September 10th. Oh, okay. So September 10th to October, October, November, November, December. So January 10th, he'll be four months old. Yeah, it's only been a few months. Um, so this Taj Body Franti was born 6.22 a.m. on September 10th, weighing in nine pounds, 13 ounces, and 22 inches in length. All nice. Okay. All right. So let's call Jabari for a minute. If he wants to share any thoughts on sports or anything, if he even answers, I don't know. We'll give it a try. I really miss him co-hosting with me. Those were really fun times. It's supposed to be dialing, but I don't hear. There we go. There's the. Now it's ringing. Sorry, the chill. And I'm coughing. Hey. I was like coughing, choking right when you answered. I apologize. That's so embarrassing. I was taking a sip of my soda. and uh, Yeah, I should be saying I was drinking coffee because I am hosting Coffee Talk with Shell. You're live on air. How are you doing, Jabari? Hey, how's it going? Did I wake you up? Uh, no, I've been dozing off and on. So. I got you. I know. Do you have, did you get time off work for the holidays? No, I got going to work. I got going to work tomorrow. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm yeah. off. Yeah, I'm off 
Tuesday, but well, that's man, nice. I gotta go. Yeah, so I'm off New Year's, but I got work New Year's Eve, so. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm glad glad you have Tuesday off. Did you get just Christmas Day off, or did you have to work Christmas Eve then? We had to work Christmas Eve, and then I was off Christmas Day, and I had to go back the, the day after Christmas. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I keep telling everyone I feel like mine balanced out because, you know, I had to work Thanksgiving. I didn't get any yeah. time off Thanksgiving, so I hadn't had any time off work. And then, you know, I was working two jobs because I was working the second job, the holiday job, the Santa photo job at Northeast Mall. And then um, – mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then I had that criminal case jury duty. What a mess! And so, like, <laughs> so I'm so tired. So it's like, oh, I can finally like catch up on sleep and just relax and breathe. And it's been amazing. Like I didn't realize how much I needed it, you know, because I've been going nonstop. So even yeah. just to have a day off in between would have helped. But this, yeah. So it's finally balancing out for me. I'm just so grateful. But I've been really good, Jabari. I've been like making myself go to the gym and do like Zumba and stuff, like different exercise classes. And I tried a new one last mm-hmm. Friday. I went to um, town class, the drumstick workout class, and like at I don't know eight, yeah, eight thirty a.m. And then nine thirty a.m. I tried a new class, bar b a r r e. It's like a ballet type slash exercise class like they do kind of intertwine like ballet type movements in the exercise class it was amazing it was actually the most difficult class I've done and I was it was the best workout though I was like wow they do like the first half class at the uh by the bar you know like you know the the mirror and the the actual bar you know like ballet bar and then you hold on to Uh and then the other half like on the mat floor but anyway I was like, I don't want to get too lazy, so I've been making myself go to the gym at least every other day. I'm going to go back tomorrow and just walk in between or whatever because I was like, i got to lose weight. That's like my New Year's resolution. I'm going to finally conquer stage fright and do my stand-up comedy dream, get my butt to open mic night. I've been starting to write again, and then, um, and then of course, you know, lose weight, eat better, all that. You know, the typical <laughs> New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> but yeah. how about you? Do you have any? No, I really don't. I mean, you know, just like everybody else, wouldn't mind losing a few pounds and stuff, so. Yeah. No, other than that, yeah, other than that, nothing really. Oh, off topic, all the Cowboys won today. Do you think they, uh, do you think they have an actual chance of making it, like, to all the way to Super Bowl or what? What do you think, honestly? <sighs> Anything can happen. Play game. Anything well, can happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at the game today. That's why I call them Cardiac Cowboys because they start losing, and they start winning again, and losing. I was like, I was like, they got to pull a hell of Mary in the like last two minutes of the game, and they did. So yeah, ironically, we were actually in line at the ice show at the Gaylord because I overlapped. I didn't mean to, but I was looking for the cheapest time tickets, and most of them were sold out. It was either sold out or too expensive, so I found the because you know I don't know if you realize the different times and dates are different prices for that ice show. And so they have like value yeah. days and peak days and peak times. Anyway, so one thirty happened to be the cheapest time. So I've got those tickets and I also got a half off uh, code because I looked online and I was like, really? <laughs> discount coupons. So I said, enter magic, you get half off. So that was the magic, uh, the, the keyword code, whatever coupon code. And so it was uh, $11.50 after, you know, half off and everything. So it was eleven fifty plus tax. And, uh, and that was the cheapest option well i didn't realize after i booked the tickets like 
today actually Dave's like this morning like well Cowboys start at 12 and I was like wait a minute uh <laughs> remember I got the the ice show ticket that's at 1 30 <laughs> so anyway so we ended up getting the updates from people you know not in the I'll say in the audience in the <laughs> in line with us because we were in line for almost three hours by the way there was like four lines you have to go through it was crazy and we were there for three hours it was so so crowded I hadn't been the Gaylord in a few years, honestly. It was I'd forgotten how busy it gets there. <laughs> but the ice show was pretty. Yeah. It was Rudolph theme. It was cute. You've been did you I know you went before, was that this year or last year or something? I remember you went not too long ago. It was like a few it was a few years, like two or three years ago. Oh, I don't know if it's been that long. I was thinking it was a little more recent. Yeah, it's it's been at least three or more years I think since I've been. It's been a while. Yeah. But it's such a beautiful hotel and everything though. But anyway, yeah. but oh yeah, so I remember I remember when they when we saw the score and they were losing and I was like oh they're down by a touchdown I was like if they can get that touchdown that one point they you know pull a hell mary and lost a couple of minutes game they could win it and the next thing I know they did and they won <laughs> I was like there you go <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so especially if they have all the key points yeah they did win so. Like I said, yeah, in the playoffs, so anything can happen. So. Yeah, true that. We'll, you know, yeah, so we'll see. So. Yeah. I don't know if you know this music group. I just got on Twitter, and there was, like, breaking news today. It says, um, I actually like this music group called Walk Off the Earth. They're from Canada. They're a pop group. They're really popular. If you look them up, you'll probably recognize them. Uh, but it says that Mike's a Mike, the nickname Beer Guy, Mike Taylor from from the band passed away in his sleep, but I have no idea why. That's horrible. Oh, yeah. no, I've never oh, heard man. Of them. oh, they're really good. They're so good. They've, I'm pretty sure I saw them on the Ellen Show at one point, but I, I've seen their YouTube videos. They're extremely good. Oh, that is so sad. I'm wondering. That seemed very unexpected. He seemed way too young. I wonder what happened. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. That's very sad. Did they say how old he was? Uh, let me see. I'm trying to find out. Gosh, what in the world happened? Oh my gosh, he passed from natural causes last night. So he was too young to die from natural causes. How in the world could that be? Yeah, I'm wondering. I'm wondering how old he was. Oh, he looked too young. Let's see. He definitely. I mean, usually you hear natural causes is cause of death when it's an old person. Let me see yeah, here. I want to know. I want to know too how old he was. I know he wasn't that old. Oh my gosh, age. I can usually it comes right up, but so far I can't find his age. That is so strange. Mm. Was he that old? Okay. I didn't think he was that old. Was he really? Am I reading this right? I thought he was a lot younger. Maybe yeah. I'm thinking of a different band. I don't think so, though. Maybe so. It says I've never 88. Heard of him. Well, uh, maybe I'm. Uh. And it looks. I saw a picture though. Maybe it was a picture of when he was younger. But I really thought. I really thought I knew who this group was. Let me see. Yeah. But because I, I thinking he'd be way too young. Uh, 88. I'm going to have to figure Maybe. out who I'm thinking of. I swear that was the name of the band. I'm thinking of the Walk Off the Earth. That's so strange that I saw on the Ellen yeah. Show. Now I'm confused. 
I don't know for sure. I'm I, I'm kind of like you know how like the article results come up, and one of them like when I'm uh-huh. skimming it says something about age 88, but I'm trying to make sure like click on the link to make sure that's him that they're talking about. That. Yeah. And like I said, no. I've never heard of. So. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I still don't think that it was he was 88. I think he was a lot younger, unless I'm thinking of a different band. But I'm pretty sure it's. A, hold on. Now I want to know. Age. <laughs> that is, that doesn't make any sense to me. And what's this band called? Yeah, I mean his picture. You, you, his name is Mike Taylor. His nickname Bearded Guy. He he was he does not look 88. Just go to Facebook and find Mike Taylor Walk Off the Earth, and you'll see he his they're from Ontario. He definitely was not. There's no way he was 88. <laughs> No okay, way. Unless, unless there's a picture of him back in the day. I, there's, he doesn't look 88 at all to me. Unless he just looked really good for his age. Okay. I think I misread. I don't, I'm just trying to find his age. I, you know what I'm saying? Because when the results came up and then I clicked the link over, it didn't. I didn't find that same information. I think that was a result of something about somebody else I was reading. Where is his age? Jabari, you've challenged me. I can't believe I can't find this guy's age. Can you help me find it? Mike Taylor, Walk Off the Earth, age. Looks like a lot of people okay. are trying to Google it. He looks way too young for 88. If he was 88, I'm going to be extremely impressed the way he looked. Because he did not look. That has got to be wrong. Unless he's like Cher Ellen, they just look good for their age. Or Michael Franti. They look younger than they are. He must have been vegan if he was 88. Let's look at his picture. There's no way he was 88 years old. No way. Okay, I'll. I gotta know what it is now, Jabari. Can you help me find it? (laughs) Oh God! (laughs) Look like you started. You asked me. Now I I gotta know. (laughs) Where's his birthday? Oh. (laughs) You know, some celebrities don't share their birthday. Michelle Chamel doesn't share her birthday. She purposely chooses not to share it. But they still list her age. She just won't share her birthday. You can, uh, the fans only know Kana or her time frame because she really she only will say she's like not Leo but something like that. Whatever her sign is, that's the closest hint she'll give about where her birthday is. Mm. Oh, that's so strange. I can't find his. I'm on Wikipedia about the band Walk Off the Earth, and I still can't find his age. That is so strange. <laughs> like I said, I've oh, never heard. Oh, he was a past of. member of the band. Maybe that's why. That would make more sense now. I just looked it up. Unless they put that because he died. Oh God, sorry, forgive me. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, like I'll keep I said, I've never, man, like I said, I've never heard of him. So. Yeah, well, just look up "Walk to the Earth." You might, you might actually recognize the band. You probably would if you see a YouTube video of him. You might remember who he is then. You might not know about oh, okay. the name, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you might hear a band name and be like, I don't remember. But then when you see a video or hear a song, you're like, oh, yeah, I think it's one of those that you might. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I, I, okay, if I find his age, I'm calling you back because I got it. No. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. says hi. Hey, <laughs> It's really weird, though, in an article when someone dies, it usually says they died and what their age was. 
It's weird that every article I've read so far doesn't say anything about his age. That is so strange. Well, some people don't get their age, so. That's true. Maybe he was one of those people. That is really weird. He, he looked. I don't know if it's just me, but I think he he looked young, too young to die from natural causes. Yeah. I'm just so I'm really thrown off by this. Was he older than? I figure out. I'm kind of confused. Uh. His face looks younger to me. Wow. All right. Well, let me let you go. I gotta <laughs> play a song so I can dig some more and find this guy's age. <laughs> okay. Prescott, no. All right. Bye, Jabari. Bye. All right, y'all. I'm going to play a song. I'll be right up, Prescott. Okay, I need to tend to my dog, too. So let me play a song for y'all. I'll be right back in just a second here. Let's see. Let's find a song for y'all. Give me just a second here. Here's Reason to Live by Misty Mayhem. Check out her music at mistymayhem.com. One of my first Inter- uh, guest I ever interviewed on my show I love her you can go back to archives it's a really good one and hear all about her stories behind her music so good well I ain't no millionaire living up high looking down on the world
Once again, that was Reason to Live by Misty Mayhem. We still have, uh, let's see here, 40 minutes to go, plenty of time if you want to call in say hello. So we're talking about 2018 year in review and also 2019 years, uh, res- New Year's resolutions. Uh, we had First Lieutenant Emmy in the chat room with me for a while. She's from Air Force, but she's close with the Screaming Eagles uh, soldiers from the Army. And um, appreciate her hanging out with me in the chat room and the soldiers listening. Love and hugs and prayers for all. And please, please keep our military and veterans and their loved ones in your thoughts and prayers. I always ask that. And uh, we just had Jabari on air, my dear old college pal that used to co-host the show with me. And then he started dating again after he got divorced. And then he didn't have as much time. And so I just call him sometimes, as y'all hear like that, and just get him on air for a little bit at least. <laughs> and uh, he's definitely my go-to sports fan friend. And then uh, he sounded kind of tired, though, i got to be honest. I think I woke him up from a nap. <laughs> He, you know, both on no take naps because we thought about that before. Uh, yeah, and so then, and we talked about some of the top stories there, like the Me Too, uh, Trump, the border, the wall. Um, currently, government freeze shut down. Uh, my favorite story: Talon Cave Rescue, the soccer team, the Wild Boar soccer team, and their coach being rescued. Uh, like everyone thought it would be impossible, and it, to me, it was so inspiring because there were so many roadblocks. And don't get me wrong, I. Uh, I know a lot of people, you know, feel about how it initially happened wasn't the greatest situation, you know, that, you know, they should have been more careful and such. And to me, it was a, it was just a very powerful, moving story in so many ways. It taught me forgiveness and kindness and um, faith and hope and believe and it's just so many things because you go from getting angry at them like, well, why, why weren't they more careful? You know, why'd they go in the cave and you know, during monsoon season, the weather wasn't the greatest. And then, you know, to saying, well, we've all made mistakes. We're all human, you know. And then uh, and then a lot of people, you know, realizing that the, the parents forgave the coach. You know, they were so kind of forgiving and loving. It was just an amazing story, beautiful humanity story, you know. And, uh, and like when the the coach and the kids and the parents were able to exchange letters from the cave, you know, they transported them. For them, and oh my gosh, that was amazing. And the parents wrote a really nice letter back, you know, when the coach was telling him he was sorry and that he was, you know, doing the best to take care of the kids. And then uh, I also kind of see the theory that a lot of people are saying, well, these kids probably would have gone by themselves if the coach wasn't with them. So the coach probably could have saved their life because he did go with them, you know, and um, kept them calm and taught them to meditate, save their energy. Uh, I just thought that was amazing. And and then when they had all these roadblocks and so many people from around the world came together and came up with all these solutions to eventually get one by one each of these children and the coach out alive. Just amazing. And then the kids would go, um, the coach went back to, you know, the monastery for a few months. You know, he used to be a monk beforehand, went back to being a monk for a few months afterwards and the boys initially even went, I think all but one, because his parents' religion was different than his, uh, his adoptive parents, uh, which I thought was, I was intrigued by that, because I'm adopted, so I was like, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, so the one boy was raised by a pastor of a different religion, but the rest went with the coach initially, and were monks, I think for at least a week or so, I can't remember exactly how long, a week or a month, I can't remember, and then the coach was gone, I think three months, something like that, 
And uh, but yeah, they were on the Ellen show after all that. I was like, wow. And uh, it's just such a beautiful, beautiful story in so many ways. It's so inspired all these roadblocks and all these people came around the world and came up with all these solutions and one by one got them out alive. And I hope they're still doing well and healing well. And just wish them all love, peace, and joy, each and every one of you as well. And uh, yeah, so that's why that's my favorite story of the year. You know, it's rare to find an inspiring, uplifting news story too. You know, usually you think of the news, it's like sad, depressing, you know, not that one was just amazing. I was just glued to it, like one by one, like waiting, okay, this one's out. Now it's the next kid's turn. (laughs) It was like so hard to focus at work during that time um, when you're just wondering what's going on, you know. So if you want to share your own favorite uh, news story of the year and or your New Year's uh, resolutions, again, the phone number is 323-642-1556 or message me live on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. Give me just a second here. I'm going to read a few more of the top stories of the year here to y'all. Give me just a moment. Just kind of paraphrase them. Uh, let's see. Uh, Despacito. Says that was like one of the top songs of the year. Oh, that's cool. That is a pretty popular song. It says Janelle Monet, Casey Musgraves, and J. Cole had some of the top albums of the year. Nice. Oh, how could I forget the floss dance? <laughs> the backpack kid and the floss dance. That's huge. Remember when he was on SNL with Katy Perry? Oh, performing took over the stage that reminds me um speaking of snl that reminds me of pete davidson and ariana grande that's been a huge story i really hope each of them in their own way are doing better now i know unfortunately ariana grande has been through so much Mac miller passed away her ex and her and pete broke up and then pete's been through a lot too though you know to be fair like i hope they're each doing well Oh, this is sad. It says, deadliest shooting at American High School, Parkland, Florida. In 2018, deadliest U.S. wildfire in a century in Paradise, California. The deadliest attack on Jews in American history happened in Pittsburgh this year. Oh, it's just terrible. The only nice part of this article is it says on the Associated Press, APNews.com, it says, that amid these tragedies were moments of compassion and duty. Wow. Mm. Goodness me, y'all. I don't know why I cannot find, going back to Mike Beard Guy Taylor from Walk Off the Earth, I was like, I know there's not, I know he wasn't 88. I've got to be reading that wrong because, you know, when I was doing the, you know, like when you try to find, information and like the results come up you see links just like summarize summaries of different articles and sometimes it's not even your article or that topic you know it's one off or something i think that's what happened because i just i don't see how that guy could have been 88 it does say he died from natural causes but i don't think he was that old i mean i look at this picture i'm like i and then what's so strange is how like i was telling Shabari, i look up all these articles and i can't find his age anywhere did he just never release his birthday to the public or something like Michelle Shamiel does? I'm just wondering. I can't find his 
name anywhere. That's so weird. So strange. Hmm. Does anyone know how old he was? Can you call in and let me know or tweet me on Twitter, Coffee Talk, WC, message me on Twitter. Thanks. Appreciate it. So strange. All right. I'll be right back and find another song. Oh, actually, we have 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. 40 minutes. That's what I said earlier. Now, 32, 31 minutes to go. All right. Yeah, that matches up. Okay. Give me just a second here. And don't forget, in the meantime, before I forget to remind y'all, especially with the new year coming up, great time to mention this. If you want to ever send your topic suggestions and or guest interview requests, uh, send them my way anytime. Or you just want to say hi, hey, uh, Coffee Talk WC is my Twitter name. And in the meantime, let me find the song for you. It's called Stay a While by Bean. Enjoy. No need to complicate it. No, 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 no,
I don't know why I cannot find this guy's age. It's just so strange. I'm guessing he wasn't public about it. I just asked someone on Twitter, seeing if I get a response because they wrote that he was too young to die, which I was thinking. Um, but uh, I'm going to give a little history on the band. This is how Jabari might remember this band. This is how I remember first seeing them. And a lot of people do. They first got uh, really noticed, I believe, you know, shot to fame, they call it. In 2012, when their cover, Gautier, somebody that I used to know, went viral. So it's a video of five band members simultaneously playing a single guitar. Uh, it also singing a harmony, garnered more than 185 million views, according to canoe.com. Yeah, it's a really good video. That's how I remember first discovering them, too. Um, yeah, they're a really good band. And that's how I think I remember them playing on the Ellen Show, if I remember right. I think they, she had them do that performance. I don't know if they played that same song or not. I think they did. I'll have to look back. Let me see if I can find that video on the Ellen show. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, I also think that's just so strange. I can't find his age anywhere. On most articles when someone passed away, it says their age. I don't see anything. So strange. Now I can't find the Ellen Show video. Man. I'm pretty sure I saw him on the Ellen Show a while back. Quite a while back. Hmm. Strange. Anyway, that was, uh, yeah, that's how I remember him. Mm. And prayers up for his bandmates and all his loved ones and the fans too. That is so so sad. I'm gonna send Jabari this video, see if he remembers him. Type in this Jabari Thomas. Still gave on the guy's age instead of that. A video of them covering Gautier's song. Someone I, I love that song. Somebody used how's it? Well, how's it? Somebody that I used to know. I always get the title of the words mixed up. Yeah, I'm wondering if he died of natural causes. I mean, I had issues. We didn't know about heart issues. I, the reason why I say it like that is only from experience. Sadly, with one of my friends, may he rescues Louise. They said initially that he died in his sleep and that he died of natural causes. And then, sadly, they did an autopsy and then they said it was suicide, Because, which still to this day is a debate. Some people believe it was suicide and others don't because they, when they did the autopsy, it revealed he had taken too much of a certain medication that he was regularly on, which he might have just been more pain or something. and didn't realize he took you know too much, but we'll never know. You know, I don't think he, well, he might have left a note. I don't know. Maybe that's the catch. Never heard anything about suicide note, but. Well, no, I'm pretty sure there was no suicide note. That's why they weren't sure, you know, and then they did autopsy. But yeah, they initially said he died in his sleep, natural causes, and then sadly that came to light. 
<sighs> but you never know. Sometimes someone has a health issue you don't know about, you know. There's more to the story usually. But regardless, prayers up for for him and his family and bandmates and loved ones and fans and all. Really sorry to hear that. He was extremely talented. That band is very talented. Yeah, check them out. Walk off the earth. Look them up on YouTube. Yeah. And you'll see Mike Taylor, the bearded guy. Uh, back to other top stories of the year. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, so, uh, Roseanne, we mentioned that one. It also talked about Oprah's speech. Oh, Aretha Franklin passed away. That's always sad when you watch the New Year's Eve and then they show President Bush passed away, you know, and they show the memorials memory of. Um, trying to find Oprah's speech. I was going to read about that to y'all a little more. Oh, how could I forget? So we have the B2 movement, the U.S. gymnastics team, uh, Bill Cosby being arrested. Uh, the Oprah speech, it says, uh, Vincent Oprah whispers, proclaimed the first step toward presidential run. Oprah 2020 trended. Oprah said, no way, but the chatter continues. <laughs> I remember that. I remember her going on the Ellen show and Ellen African Oprah. She's like, no, I'm flattered, but no. <laughs> yeah, ever since Trump became president, all these people were like, like Kanye and stuff saying, I'm going to run for president in 2020. So, <laughs> I got to be honest, I'm kind of thinking when 2020 comes along, I'm kind of thinking we're going to have more people than ever actually run. Seriously, what do y'all think? I think it's been a huge cause effect. I mean, the local elections have, like, I never see that on national news here. And our local elections were national news. I mean, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, especially the governor part, but, I mean, in Texas. But, yeah, I mean, I really think it's a cause effect from, you know, because of the presidential election. And it was such a big deal that, oh, my gosh, like, even the Local election, as a result, more people voted, more people paid attention, it became a bigger deal, more coverage. Just really interesting cause-effect there. So interesting. Just think it for a minute. You know, it's funny, I was just trying to think, like, highlights of the year for me, like, I mean, really, I worked a lot, which is not a bad thing, it's a good thing, you know, it's blessed, very blessed, it's just, seemed like, you know, some years just fly by, or seem like a blur, because you're just so busy, and then for me, all right, after, you know, I worked Thanksgiving, and then right after I had to work Thanksgiving, it was just back-to-back, where, you know, I was working the second holiday job, Santa photo job, small, and then, um, the jury duty criminal case, and then, uh, yeah, it's just that it's funny because that stands out the most to me, maybe because it's most recent or the most busy, hectic time of the year for me. I don't know. 
And now it's so nice to have this downtime just to breathe. I mean, I got two more days off and I've got to make the most of it before I go back. Because when I go back to work, I work 10 hour days again. And then I'll get a, along with these 10 hour work days, try a double time it, you know, with the morning workout, Camp Gladiator and the gym exercise classes, workouts at the at nighttime. And it's like, I don't want to overdo it, you know, but, oh, that's what I was going to tell you earlier. I mentioned the silly life I got after Camp Gladiator last June. And so I had to bail out, which really sucked because I got really sick. And, um, yeah, so my body, it's, I don't know what it's called. There's a condition I have. It's like, I sweat more than normal, which is ironic because the doctor's like, well, it's not like the end of the world. And it's actually not a bad thing because it puts you at lower risk of heart disease. So I was like, well, that's good. I've had this, I was told this like from, I think high school age, because when I was in summers, uh, oh, not summer, um, well, we performed in summer, you know, or rehearsed in summer, but marching band and all that, you know, flag core, all that in high school. Anyway, I was just over, I felt like my body would overheat and I would just sweat so much. I drink water and everything. So what's been happening is I thought it was another cause effect because, you know, so I switched and joined the rec center, started doing indoor classes. Well, the doctor says, I thought that was what triggered this so it's kind of weird so initially I had an assist on the outer part of my left ear right and then it moved inward so every time I get these cysts and ear infections I have to go back to the doctor get antibiotics they usually give me like they usually have to go through two rounds and they change it up from something like clindamycin to bactrim which sadly I'm actually got allergies so I have to be careful. I have to take Benadryl. Just take the clindamycin because there's like this rare risk of penicillin allergy with it. But anyway, so this last time I went, oh my gosh, my ears were bleeding a lot. And the doctor said that the left ear had a cyst, but it ruptured already. And then when I got home that day, my right ear started bleeding. I'm like, are you kidding me? I was like, here's another cyst just burst. And it's frustrating and scary because the doctor said that it's going to keep happening because of the headset. See, right now I'm wearing a headset, but it's like for two hours out of 10 days, basically, which isn't that bad. But normally I'm wearing a headset at least eight hours, but I work a lot overtime. So usually it's not just eight hours, nine, 10 hours, sometimes 11, 12 hours. I think 12 hours is the maximum I work a day, I think. Maybe 12 and a half hours, actually. So most I work in a day sometimes. But anyway... But, uh, yeah, so i got to be honest with you, I'm still a little worried about it. So they gave me antibiotic ointment to put in my ears for now, and it feels so good when I put it in, but it didn't last so long. It's like, oh, great, it feels great. And then it's like, oh, I can only use it morning and night. So I'm having a little fear about this, like, you know, okay, I'm feeling better, but then I can't keep having these cysts in my ears. I can't keep having these recurring cysts and recurring ear infections and it's really bad and I'm already you know like right now I can't totally hear out my left ear and it really scares me but I need my job and I love my job and I've been trying to even look in if there's a solution a way to like still work the same job and just somehow use like like a speakerphone style through the computer you know like speakers and a microphone instead of a headset I haven't had any luck yet and then the also like when I do the job like when you're hired they tell you you need the certain headset and everything so I'm like oh, what am I gonna do y'all so that's for me a big challenge of the new year I'm really scared because I have to figure out do I keep working the same job or try to ask if I can change positions or if I can figure out a way to use a different headset or keep toughing it out and keep using you know it's just I don't want to keep getting sick 
I I don't understand. Like I've had headset type jobs for many years. I don't understand why all of a sudden this started. That's why I thought it was cause effect from working out in the sweat glands, which maybe it still is. But well, they are sending me to an ENT. So the family doctor, they asked me, I was like, yeah, I think you're right. They're like, do you want a referral to ENT? Because I'm like, I have to get to the root of this. Like, what's causing this? I know you're saying headset, but this didn't happen before until this year, you know, 2018. Since after cellulitis in June from Kit Gladiator, working outdoors, sweating, or working uh, working out, exercising, that is, to getting a cyst on my outer left ear, and now it's on my inner and on both ears, like, I don't know what's going on. It is so weird. So, yeah, they're going to send me to a ear and a throat doctor and see if they can help me explain the situation that, you know, I need my job, but I have to use a headset. It's really scary, I'll be honest with you. But at the same time, I really do want to pursue my dreams of stamp comedy. And, and also, I love to crochet. I want to get back to that, too, creating and making and stuff. So, I'll try. So 9.45. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little tired. <laughs> it's been a long day. It was a good day. I'm just a little tired, even if it was three hours in line. So it was a beautiful ice show, though. <laughs> I think it's time to play a song, Wake Me Up. All right. If you want to call and wake me up, to phone number is 323-642-1556. Or tweet me live at Coffee Talk WC. I don't know why. I'll just share this side note with y'all. I guess I... No, he's really busy, but it's just because he's the one that inspired me to begin this talk show in the first place, this podcast. I sometimes message Ross Matthews, just send him a tweet and ask him, can you call in if you have time? But he hadn't called in in a long time, but now I understand he's really busy, but it never hurts to ask, you know. I just adore him and would love to talk to him again. All right, but no worries. He's got a lot on his plate. All right. So let's find a song for y'all. Give me just a moment. This is this two hours has really flown by. Maybe it's because I'm off work. I don't know, but it has really gone fast. Oh my gosh. Okay. If, if the soldiers are listening, I'm still thinking of y'all. I know I appreciate y'all being there with me and everything, and I love y'all and I miss y'all and I'm praying for y'all and I'm wishing y'all a happy new year and I wish y'all could all come home safe and sound soon. And a special shout out to to start to first lieutenant Emmy and also to, to Sergeant First Class Don. Appreciate all of you and all the screaming eagles, soldiers and and Air Force and all military and veterans and their loved ones. I saw this guy there, I thought of y'all. He was a veteran and he had patches on and so on his jeans, his shirt, and he had this amazing van decorated with the American flag and all the military branch logos. It was really cool. And I didn't realize he was like this huge super fan of the Cowboys. He was kind of like popular here in our area. It was really cool. And I was, I was thought that was really neat. He was very patriotic. Really, really cool. Okay. Let's find another song for you. Let's see. Uh, How about I'm gonna play a Brandon Hilton song. I just adore him. I miss my friend. I call him beautifully handsome. He's in the Carolinas. I love him very much. All my friends in South Carolina, especially including him and those he knows. He was so kind to share his friends with me and 
had one of the most amazing summer trips and spending a weekend at a cabin on the lake, basically, or on a pond. I don't know what you call it, but <laughs> we stayed in this two-door, uh, two-door, two-story cabin. Oh, it was gorgeous. It was like log cabin style, you know, and um, and we got a golf cart, and this golf cart fit like six of us. It was amazing. I'd never been on a golf cart so huge, maybe even eight of us, if I remember right. Yeah, I think it was six in the front and then two in the back. And we went on golf cart rides off and on. And my favorite was the one we went at midnight. We found this turtle and Donna fed it wine. And it <laughs> and it acted so happy and ran and helped it. It was so cute. Oh, my gosh. We all remember that was one of our favorite moments, the turtle and the wine. <laughs> and, uh, and I did live interviews while I was there with Donna. She was the, the film director of Midnight Cavalry, check it out. And Brian Hilt is a star in it. She's film director. He's a movie star. And it was so good. And, uh, and we had other cast and crew there. We just had so much fun. We had such a good time. All right. And here is, oh, you know what? I think I'll play Heart Goodbye. This is a perfect song. So we're talking about Goodbye to 2018. And then, of course, Hello 2019. So Heart Goodbye to 2018. So here's Heart Goodbye. It's uh, sung by Brandon Hilton. It was written by Jonathan Hobner, who I call Sunshine. And it's from the movie Midnight Cabaret by film director Donna Clark. It's the theme song. Enjoy. It's beautiful. Duh. 
That is such a good song, y'all. Now I need to find a song for our new year. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, I got to think about this. So, yeah, we got about five minutes to go, so something to think about. What are you going to say goodbye to from 2018 and hello to 2019? What are your New Year's resolutions? So, again, I'm going to say goodbye to stage fright. I'm going to say goodbye to... Uh, eating more and unhealthy ways. I'm going to say hello to healthy ways and better diet and lifestyle and weight loss and more workouts, more exercising, um, taking better care of myself, loving myself better, putting myself first, which it sounds selfish, but it's actually healthy to do that. So don't be such a people pleaser. Um, that's always been one of my really bad weaknesses. Um, stand up for yourself, which I've been doing, but do even more. Live my life and be happy. Don't try to live it for appease others because it's made me so miserable. Um, don't listen to the critics when they say you can't do it. You know, keep going and practicing and getting better. Uh, follow my dreams. Um, eat better. Uh, goodbye stage fright Hello stand up comedy my Dream I always joke and say I, re- I went to college just to realize my dream To be a full time comedian Go figure But it still wasn't a waste of time I majored in journalism and public relations I minored in Spanish It opened my communication world there A whole another avenue Honestly In a lot of amazing ways And uh it's like if I was going to major in anything, PR is actually one of the best ones to major in because you can apply it to almost any job in some way or another, really. It's about PR in some way. And I work inside sales full-time, so it really does help. And if I, you know, do become a comedian and need to promote myself, then PR skills will definitely come in handy. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of an ongoing joke. And there actually is a really well-known comedian here in our area. Uh, his name is Paul Varghese. Shout out to Paul. And uh, he went to my same alma mater, University of North Texas, Go Mean Green. Shout out UNT. And uh, and so it's kind of kind of a joke I have with him. Like, yeah, we went to <laughs> we went to college to realize we want to become a comedian. But he is technically or truly professionally a full-time pledged comedian and he went to college I think the story is if I remember right he went to college and he wanted to become I think an IT guy or something and then I can't remember exactly what but I think he was hurting to find a job or something and you know like a lot of us we see the flyer <laughs> oh stamp county class let me give it a try and then you're like you know either love it or hate it and he Loved it, and he was great at it. And I relate to him because uh, I was really, believe it or not, shy and struggling in the class. And I, I was trying. I was really trying. And it was frustrating me because I was like, I really want to be good at this. And even now, I still struggle, you know, but not as much. And um, what encouraged me to keep trying was I realized that I'm just one of those slow learners, but once I get it, I get it. So 
uh, when it came time for rehearsal for graduation, we hardly had any stage time. It was more about, you know, it was just like 80% writing for stamp comedy. And so we had our classes and writing and, you know, rehearsing for others, but officially the first and only time on stage, well, two times rehearsal and graduation showcase performance night. So we do rehearsal and the teacher warned us and said, you know, I'll, I'll tell you if I think you're ready or not, you're going to, you know, do, we're going to go through rehearsal and then I'll say, if you're ready or not to do the graduation showcase. And if not, you're going you're gonna to go through the class again, free. I was like, oh, no, he's going to hold me back. And so I spent a whole day before and I put all my notes together. I just did, I just put everything I learned together, organized my notes, picked the best of the best of my bits and put it together. And my rehearsal, ironically, two things on that note it ended up being better than my graduation but the reason why is because I wasn't as nervous and I just like that eight mile movie I just went for it and so when it was my time you know we took turns it was my time I got on stage and I went for it and I did my showcase and at rehearsal and my teacher was like told me the story about Paul Reggie and I was like you know what you're a lot like him I'm like huh and he's like yeah, he went through the class and he was struggling. I was like, oh man. But then all of a sudden, it was time for a rehearsal and graduation showcase. He he did amazing, and he did so amazing that he started getting gigs. But unfortunately for me, my rehearsal was great, but my showcase not so much. I froze up. I I stuttered. You know, I messed up, and it wasn't as good as rehearsal, sadly. And I got a stage right after. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I did a few open mics, but it hadn't been the same. So I, I've got to get back to it and get better like that rehearsal night, you know, when I just went for it and it was the best. So I want to switch gears and just wish you each a happy new year. And don't forget to write out your own New Year's resolutions and figure out what you're going to say goodbye to from 2018 and hello to in 2019. And in the meantime, I wish you each love, peace, and joy and quality time with your loved ones. I hope you have moments of serenity and peace and all that wonderful stuff, those great feelings and more. And, yeah, so I guess I'll talk to you all technically next year. It sounds weird saying that because it's only like a week away. But, yeah, tune in Sunday nights, 8 p.m. Central Time, and message me anytime at Coffee Talk WC on Twitter. All right, love and peace. This is Shell signing off. Oh, I forgot to play a song for the new year for y'all, and I'm – out of time. Oh man. Well we'll just have to play the next uplifting song on the next episode when the, after the new year begins. <laughs> All right. Love and peace. This is Shell signing off. Good night and prayers.